What is the Taste of Paris? So it's a food festival uh, gathering 15, 17 restaurants with big chefs. Um, so we're talking about like Michelin star chefs, uh, also the young generation of chefs. Enchanté. Bonjour, this is Fabulously Delicious, the podcast that brings you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food here in France and around the world. They cook it, produce it, talk, write and photograph it. But above all, they love it. We had a fabulous chat earlier in the season with Alec Lombaro about Paris restaurants and learnt so much about them, their history, how they've been affected by the pandemic and what's good to go to now. So I was intrigued by this. I wanted to explore more about food in Paris now. Then what better way than through one of the best food festivals in Paris, the Taste of Paris. Today on Fabulously Delicious, we are talking all things Taste of Paris with one of the organisers of this fabulous festival. Each year, some of the best chefs and food producers bring us amazing dishes and tastes that rival the best restaurant festivals around the world. I can't wait to find out all about this delicious-sounding festival with Mathilde. Mathilde Deville, thank you for joining me on Fabulously Delicious today. My pleasure. Uh, Mathilde, you're French, born in Paris, and a fabulous foodie. It seems to me that even if you're not in the food industry, the French seem to just naturally be foodies. Why is this? That's a very good question. <laughs> I guess we we definitely have a passion for food, um, also because I guess we all um, grew up um, in a food environment. I mean, we eat twice a day, um, and food has always been part of a, um, our days and how. I guess my days were um, scheduled about food. Uh, what I'm what, when am I? When am I going to eat uh, for lunch and for dinner? And I remember when I was a kid, I used to ask my parents when it was time for lunch, what we were going to eat for dinner. So that would <laughs> drove my uh, parents crazy, but I definitely had a passion for food, yeah. Fabulous. I do love the way you said that, that you eat twice a day. So for us Australians and English and Americans, it's three times a day, you know. But the, the French, they're not big on breakfast, are they? No, usually it's very quick. Uh, so because we have to get ready for work and to bring the kids to school. So uh, it's usually quite um, quick. Uh, but it's true that we used to, we, we spend like a good hours on restaurants uh, for lunch and uh, we love having people over uh, for dinner, for a good apéro, and then also going out with friends. So um, it's true that we we basically um, eat maybe only twice a day, but it's a good twice a day. You grew up in Orléans, am I saying that correctly? Yes, uh, near Orléans, yes. Right. Uh, for those of the listeners that don't know, whereabouts is this in France? It's a hundred kilometers south of Paris. Yeah, it's quite known for Jeanne of Arc, uh, where yeah she's been there for a while. Um, so yeah, it's it's. Uh, but my parents um, live in uh, in the countryside next to Orléans. Um, so I grew up there. Uh, not a lot, not a lot of things to do. Uh, not a lot of restaurants. Um, so I remember when I was a kid, I was quite jealous about my cousin living in Paris because of all the things uh, you could do there. Um, so maybe that's why I moved to Paris at one point. 
What's the what is the food from that area that people might know? Is there any dishes or anything like that that comes from the area around Orleans? Uh the mustard is quite known over there. Yeah. Uh and we have a lot of fields. Um so it's uh as it's part of the countryside, we have a lot of uh of a wheat uh, field and uh, a, lo- a lot of things that grew up in the area, uh, which is used for like I would say like basic ingredients. Uh, your dad was a doctor. What did your mum do? Oh, she took care of us. Uh, it, it, it was hard work enough. <laughs> I can imagine. So she was she a good cook? Yeah, she was. Uh, it's actually how I guess I got into food is because uh, we had the chance to um, have a French, fresh and French meal uh, twice a day. Um, so she, um, I remember when, when I was a kid, she went uh, to uh, the butcher and the grocery man every day and every morning. So we can have fresh food every lunch for every lunch and every dinner. Uh, so I grew up like that. I had the chance not to go to the canteen at school, um, and I and I I grew up with this very fresh ingredient environment, and that's I think that was my first step in food. What was the your favorite thing that your mum used to make you when you were growing up? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I guess the roasted chicken on the on the, on Saturday on the Saturday. Um, that was, I had a good memory of that. Um, I don't know, some dish with leeks and eggs and, uh, and beef bourguignon and, and, and actually a lot of, uh, traditional, uh, fresh, uh, French food. But I also remember a good dish. I mean, my favorite dish, I remember, is a uh, rabbit with, um, cooked rabbit with, um, with pasta and olives, and that, 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 that for me was my uh, childhood. You moved to London in 2008. Why did you move to London? For a very good reason. Um, I wanted to, I didn't want to be um, on a few hours before my death saying like, I haven't traveled um, abroad and I haven't lived abroad, so I wanted to challenge myself uh, to be to show myself that I would be able to live abroad. So that's why I moved to London, uh, which is not too far from um, from France. It's not a big challenge, but uh, it was because uh, we I didn't want to go too far from my family, um, also because I planned to go back to France at one point. Uh, but it was a very good experience, and that's how I started my passion about food. And I got into the restaurant scene, and I started talking to a lot of chefs there, um, which is quite unusual for a French people to start a passion about food in London. But uh, that, that's how it went. <laughs> Touching on that uh, a little bit, I wanted to ask, as a French person living in the UK, did you have any issues? Like, did they treat you differently because you were French? Was the language hard? Did you make any mistakes? Not really. Not that I remember of. But I do remember... Uh, I did remember a, um, some uh, cultural differences 
Um, also because in France, uh, we love to have people over for a good meal um, uh, and like a three course meal and like uh, something around like a good meal around like some good uh, bottles as well. So I was very, I was being very French, um, inviting people over to my place. Uh, but actually I didn't get any invitation back or so because it's not part of the culture um, thing to have people over uh, in London, in the UK. Uh, so it was all about like, oh, that was very nice. Uh, thank you very much for your invitation. Next time we see each other in a pub or, you know, we go to a restaurant together. But uh, but but being invited to people's home and uh, it, it was uh, it was kind of kind of interesting. How was living in London as a French woman? So actually not around food, but just in general, how was living in London as a French woman? Honestly, I didn't feel any difference between yeah, France and the UK. Um, not that I, not that I remember of. Uh, it, it was quite easy. Um, I was able to find a job. Uh, my so my first job uh, was actually in the countryside, a bit of outside of London. I wasn't very happy with it, um, so that's why. I wanted to move to something different and I got in touch with a, um, an agency to help me uh, finding another job, especially in the food industry. Um, but they were not specialized in the food industry. So they told me, well, if you want to express your passion about food, why don't you launch your blog so you can talk about food and um, everything which is around it. So that's what I did. Um and so that's how I started getting going out with uh, other uh, bloggers and influencers and uh, starting to know chefs and the restaurant scene um, in London. And then a few months later, I was able to find a job as a PR uh, in a PR uh, in a food PR agency. Uh, and that's basically how everything started for me. You're listening to Fabulous and Delicious, the podcast that's all about French food and the wonderful and fabulous people that make it. If you'd like to support the making of Fabulously Delicious, then there are many ways that you can do this. The first, possibly the most important, is to follow wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a review and a rating. A five-star one, well, that would be fabulous, especially if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. Share Fabulously Delicious around with your friends, family, co-workers or anyone that you know loves French food or just food in general. Are you a Patreon member? Well, if you can support Fabulously Delicious by becoming one, for as little as the price of a cup of coffee a month, you will receive exclusive crave content just for you. You can find out more through the link in the show notes of this episode. On to today's topic, the Taste of Paris. Can you explain to our listeners what is the Taste of Paris? The whole Taste Festival concept was born in London in 2004. Um, and then we had the first edition of Taste of Paris in 2015, May. Um, so it's a food festival uh, gathering 15, 17 restaurants 
uh, with big chefs. Um, so we're talking about like Michelin star chefs, uh, also the young generation of chefs. And they all um, sell their signature dish uh, between 6 and 12 euros. So the whole idea is to have a global um, idea of uh, what the culinary scene is in Paris uh, right now um, and try out all the dishes from the different chefs. Uh, so and all the restaurants are surrounded by about 50 exhibitors uh, selling their products as well. And you also have uh, cooking classes, master classes, um, a VIP area, and, and a lot of uh, activation and animation uh, around food. And so what do you actually do for the festival, Taste of uh, Paris Festival in Paris? Yeah, I'm in charge of... I'm in charge of the chef's lineup, um, so I'm the one uh, in touch with the chefs uh, for them to be part of the festival, and I'm also in charge of the communication and marketing. And how did you get into this? Did this start in London or when you came to Paris? No, it's because when I when I lived in London, um, I went to test of I, I went to test of London, and I completely fell in love with the with the concept. So when I came back to Paris, I called the uh, the English the the Test of London team, saying like I would be very happy to see how we could do something similar in Paris. Um, so I worked um, for them for a couple of years uh, to make it happen. Then it was then Test Festival was uh, bought by IMG, um, and in. 2013, and then I got on board uh, for the first edition in May 2015, and then I was part of. I got part of the team um, for the the next editions. How is Taste of Paris different to the other food festivals that are in Paris? That's a very good question. I think we are the only festival um, featuring as um, so many great and Michelin star chefs. And it's also the only place where you can try out all the signature dishes from the best chefs in Paris. Whereabouts in Paris is the festival? Oh, the festival takes place in Le Grand Palais Ephemer. So the Grand Palais is um, is on the work right now under constructions. Um, so we moved to the Grand Palais Ephemer last year until 2024 for the Olympic Games, uh, and then we back to the Grand Palais. The Grand Palais Ephemer. Whereabouts is that? It's at the bottom of the Eiffel Tower. Ah, yes. Oh, wow, spectacular. Yeah, it's a very nice location. Yeah, it's a very nice place, very nice venue. And so when is the festival this year? It's in May, so it's a four-day festival. So it's from May 12th to May 15th. And so, but last year, I think you had it in September, is that right? Because of the pandemic. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So we were scheduled for May last year, but we had to postpone it uh, in September. 
How was the festival affected by the pandemic? Well, we didn't have our 2020 edition, uh, so we had to cancel it. Uh, and then the 2021 edition was postponed in September. Uh, so we were very happy to be back <laughs> in business uh, last September because the last one was in May 2019. So it was like more than two years and a half. Uh, and, you know, when you work in the event industry, it's just so hard not to be in touch with people anymore and not to be able to deliver uh, the event you're working on. So we were very happy that taste happened. Was there any chefs or anybody that you had uh, a long-standing relationship that, uh, or, or producers that have gone in the festival before that aren't around because of the pandemic anymore? Yeah, well, not that I have heard of. Uh, we had a very, I think that the last edition was uh, quite specific in September because uh, usually we have chefs um, who are uh, taking uh, part of the festival for four days. Uh, so basically from the Thursday to the Sunday. And last year we decided to have chefs only for one day uh, also because it's a lot of work for chefs to be part of the festival because you have to make a lot of dishes for everybody to be um, able to uh, buy them. Um, so that's why we we had a lot of small restaurants and I didn't have enough space to produce as many, as many dishes as possible. Um, so, but we, we back to what taste, uh, really is now, uh, which is basically a mix of great, uh, hotel like Palace and also great Michelin star chefs and like the young generation, but they're going to be there for four days instead of one. Who goes to the festival? Is it just for Parisians or people are coming to visit tourists coming to Paris? Can they come as well? Yeah, it's a mix of both, actually. Um, a lot of Parisian, a lot of foodies, of course, obviously. <laughs> um, and I'd say like about 10% of the people coming from the countryside um, going to Paris and basically using their visit to Paris as an excuse to go to Test of Paris. Is there any of the events in English? No, it's only in French. What chefs are taking part this year? Yeah, sure. So you have chefs like Pascal Barbeau, William Ledeuil. So they've been on the food scene for about 20 years now. Um, we also have Kei Kobayashi, who is a three Michelin star chef. Yes, I wanted to ask about him, actually, because I love his restaurant, Kei. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about him and his food? He's a Japanese chef but with a strong um, input on French cuisine. Uh, so it's very delicate. It's uh, very, very well uh, uh, done uh, with a lot of technique. So it's, it's, it, it's brilliant. Do the same chefs come every year or do you try to rotate them? 
Now we try to work at them. Uh, it's just like, you know, when you go to a music festival, you want to see different artists. So that's right. That's what we're trying to do. And you also get a lot of chefs that come from one of my favorite programs on television, uh, Top Chef. Yes, yes, Top Chef do. France. Yes. I can't get Top Chef France with English subtitles, so I just pretend that I know what they're talking about. That's a good way to improve your French. It is, it is, it is. Well, it's all about the food, really, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Uh, so that's why we, we're we welcoming Mohamed Sheikh, uh, who was the winner from last year. Uh, Mathias Marc will be there as well. Um, Maurice Ako. Uh, yeah, so we do have a lot of uh, chefs coming from that TV show also because, I mean, they're very popular and the whole thing about Taste of Paris is it gives you the opportunity to see your favorite chefs. Uh, so that's why we're trying to also work with, um, with the chefs coming from Top Chef because we know that people are eager to see them. I think because we have a very strong relationship with the chefs and we're basically in love with them. Uh, I mean, especially when you're a foodie and when you're passionate about food, uh, there's something very unique about our our relationship to chefs. Um, But that's why we love going to their restaurants as well. Um, And this is where the success of Paris is coming from is because we do give uh, people that relationship to the chef because they are able to see them and also they're able to try their food. Um, so I think um, above uh, the, the food itself and the fact of cooking at home is really the relationship with uh, the chef that matters. Is the Taste Festival in London different to the Taste Festival in Paris? Yes, definitely. Uh, well, um, the I mean, the most important thing is, as I was saying earlier, is our relationship to chefs. So we focus a lot of that on our, on our festival. So in a test of in test of London, it's a bit different because it's mostly based on food, uh, whereas our lineup is mostly based on chefs. Um, so in London, you can have like food from all around the world because it's a very international city, and the, and their relationship to chefs is less stronger than ours. Uh, whereas in Paris, is very important for people to meet and greet with the chefs. Another great chef is Maurice Sacco, um, and he's done amazing things. And at a very young age, can you tell us about him? Yeah, sure. Um, so he's a very young chef, as you said. Um, he's coming, well, he has always been passionate about food, and from his early age, um, he knew he wanted to work as a chef, uh, but he has always been intrigued and passionate about Palace. So he always wanted to go to, um, to 
places like, uh, you know, Le Ritz or uh, Four Seasons Hotel or Mandarin Oriental. So this is where it started, actually, at the Mandarin Oriental with uh, Thierry Marx. Uh, so the palace uh, industry was very important for him. Uh, and and is he is he from Paris? Well, he is. Uh, he has his roots in Africa. Uh, he has a great uh, passion for Japan, uh, and uh, and he lives in France. So his restaurant reflects uh, these three. Um, I would say. Uh, international uh, background, uh, so mix. So his food is all about uh, a mix of French cuisine, Africa, and Japan. Amazing! What's his restaurant called, and where is it? It's called Mosuke. It's in the 14th near Gare Montparnasse. How many female chefs are there at the festival this year? We have about. Eight uh, female chefs um, uh, between the because we have Claire Itzler uh, as one of the pastry chefs, and we also have a um, uh, we welcoming an association called uh, Recettes en avant tout, uh, and they're there to support uh, women in the restaurant industry. Um, and also women um, would decide not to have their own restaurant, but cooking like, a, you know, like a freelance chef. Um, so we have uh, Gloria Cabé or Justine Piluzo or Alessandra Montagne, uh, Clémence Gomi or Victoria. So we're very happy to have them on board with us. Apart from the restaurants and chefs that are going to be at the Taste of Festival, you also do highlight some uh, products. And uh, so are they from the Paris region or is it from all over France? No, uh, exhibitors are from all over France. So it's a mix of people making, we'd say, like jam and drinks and, um, and I don't know, sal- salmon or, you know, so all the ingredients you need uh, to make a good dish. Do you specifically uh, go for people that are supplying restaurants or, and, you know, do you create uh, a specific products that you want for the festival? No, it's usually um, producers uh, or exhibitors uh, working with the restaurants. So we, we don't go for like, very, for like cheap products, I would say. Um, so we try to have the best quality we can you've mentioned before it is all in french so as a tourist i mean um not every tourist is going to be comfortable going to something that is completely in french well the menu the menu are translated in english fabulous that's great i was going to say what tips would you give uh anybody that didn't speak french that wanted to come to the festival what should they what should they do what should they participate in well, they should definitely come to the festival and try out as many dishes as possible. Um, so, um, so yeah. Uh, and and as I said, our menu are translated in English, so it's very easy to find what you want to eat and ask the the chefs. 
And of course, you can always just ask, uh, vous parlez anglais? Exactly. <laughs> How do we find out more information about the Taste of Paris? Uh, you just have to go on our website, tasteofparis.com, and you will find everything you need. Finally, Matilda, the question I ask everybody that's been on Fabulously Delicious, uh, what is to you the most fabulous thing about France? The food. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. Matilda Devine, thank you so much for teaching us all about the Taste of Paris Festival. I can't wait to come up to Paris in May and uh, and visit. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners will, uh, if not this year, next year or the year after. We'll keep on going. We'll go every year. It's a reason to come to Paris. Matilda Devine, thank you for joining us here on Fabulously Delicious today. Thank you very much. Merci beaucoup. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.